go. Okay. Hello. So this is call number three, and we're going to talk about money tracking today, which is a topic that I find really exciting. And um, let's just change this. Um, so what I'll do is I'll leave the lines open because there will be some spots where you can ask questions. If you've got some background noise, just make sure to mute yourself out. And um, you can always come back in if you have questions. And to mute yourself, it's, I believe, is a star six. And then um, star seven, seven brings you back in. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we will get started. And out in the Facebook group, um, hopefully you'll notice that we put out there this morning um, three different handouts. And we're going to cover those handouts today. Um, if you don't have them with you, not to worry. You can always go out there and get them um, after the call. But um, uh, there should be three documents out there for you to look at that we'll be um, uh, walking through today. And they're in your files section, but they're also on your main page too. Okay. So um, so one of the things that I want to start with to this morning is just to kind of recap what we're doing in this program. Because I know for a lot of folks, if you've never really done, um, if you've never worked with a bookkeeper before, or you've never done any work um, in your money management, a lot of it can seem like um, um, you're moving along, but you're not sure how it's coming together. So I just want to kind of recap what we're doing as we're working together in this program. And um, so the first thing we do is we're creating your baseline. And this is where, um, remember I sent you that initial document to gather everything together so that we could create your initial set of books and um, get really clear on uh, where you are today. It's kind of the footprint in the sand of where you are today. That in and of itself is a process for a lot of people. <laughs> so um, just even going through the process of gathering all that information into one place and then having that profit and loss and balance sheet established for you, um, that was step number one that we go through. And then from there what we talk about is where do you want to go? And that's where we're looking at, you know, the amount of money you want to generate in your in this year, um, how you're going to generate it. So we're looking at your pricing, we're looking at um, your packaging, we're looking at, um, you know, cash flow and what that's going to look like over a 12-month time frame. And we put together a plan of how we get from where you are, which is your baseline, to where you want to go. And then what we're going to do over the 12 months together is we're going to walk the plan to close the gap from where you are today versus where you want to go. The other thing that we do initially is an assessment around you and your money principles and how you come at money. And that's where we come up with your um, your money archetypes and how that informs your decision-making, how that informs how you handle money. Um, for some, it's a, a almost a relief that um, that you figure out the things that you come by naturally when it comes to money. And then a lot of permission giving to move into that in a more powerful and empowered way. So we go through that assessment. And then we have these monthly uh, education calls where we will cover different topics. Sometimes they will be strictly Q&A, which is basically what we did last month to make sure that 
um, that's my way of being able to check in with you to make sure that we're on track, giving you as this group what it is that you need and what you're looking for. So as we walk the gap each month, you'll get your monthly bookkeeping. And um, part of that, we rely on you to get the stuff to us in a timely manner. Part of that is us creating those reports so that you have them um, for uh, the calls that we do together. Then um, we'll walk through some exercises around your money principles with your archetypes that will make them come more alive for you and more aware for you. We'll um, talk about the actions that you'll be doing in between the time when we have our calls together. And hopefully um, those actions then will translate into how you manage your calendar. And that will also translate into how your income gets solidified. So, you know, to get you off this uh, uh, roller coaster income or to break you into a new level of income. Um, whatever the case may be for you, while at the same time managing your expenses uh, for not only growth, but also for you to develop the kind of life that is important for you to develop. And for each of us, that's something different. And we So your plans are different for each of you um, as we move more fully into that. And then we'll culminate um, together in the fall with a two-day live retreat where we'll do a lot of exercises around money that I can't do over the phone with you. Um, and we'll also look at um, some bigger picture stuff with money at that time, um, which, um, again, I know you'll find really exciting. So that's kind of the overview, again, of this program, just so as you're thinking to yourself of where you are in the process and um, at what step we're getting going on, um, just kind of how you see how all of it fits together. There is a flow to it. There is a plan to it. Um, and um, and I just wanted to make sure we went through that because I know I've had some questions for it. Okay. Any questions from that? No, we're good to go? Okay. Okay, so today what we're going to do is we're going to go through some exercises around creating and tracking income. And I know for some of our newer folks, we have not yet had the opportunity to do your assessment. Um, so I'm going to make references today to my archetypes, but um, what we're going through today you'll you'll truly be able to benefit from. And then once we have done your assessment, you can come back and listen to this the recording again if you want to. But for now, just know that you'll hear things conceptually that you can begin to use right away. And of course, the handouts that uh, that we have available to you, you can use right away today as well. So there's three handouts um, out in the Facebook group. Um, and what I would recommend, if you if you're able, is to have those three handouts and then your archetype cards with you for your top three archetypes. Okay. So the work that we're going to do today is around money principles, which is about transforming your relationship with money and being able to transform your business income at the same time. And this is mainly a discovery process. It's it's a, Discovery about not only yourself as you're becoming the CEO of your company, which is a personal development process for each and every one of us, but it's also a discovery around how money is a tool. And as a tool, it's an incredible teacher for us because it touches every area of our life. So by growing in our relationship with money, we by default grow as a person because how we do money is how we do everything. You'll find patterns for yourself 
things that you can become aware of. And because money is so fundamental, touching those basics of life from, you know, putting gas in the car and food on the table all the way to how much we can give to the things that are calling our heart, it's an incredible place for us to do a lot of learning. So working with the archetypes is something that gives us a framework, and that framework helps us to discover what makes us tick around money in some really deep and meaningful ways that can feel really authentic to us. And sometimes those are um, awarenesses that it may be the first time that you've kind of looked at yourself and your relationship with money in that light. And this kind of deep appreciation and understanding about where we come from in regards to money can make it easier for us to make changes. Um, Michelle, are you on the phone with us today? I, I am. You are. There you are. Um, is it all right with you if I share your story um, about what you discovered in this last month with your archetypes? Sure away. All right. So one of Michelle's top archetypes is ruler. And what the ruler inside of us is, is that empire builder. And what Michelle got from that was the final, finally a realization or an aha that it's a good and right thing for her to have the desire to build this empire. And of course, in building an empire, that means that you're generating income. And in that generating income, because the ruler, um, one of the things that's important is building a an empire where everybody wins in the process. And so what she finally had was a, a sense of empowerment that that was a good and right feeling instead of some feelings that she had picked up along the way in life that made her feel kind of funnier that it wasn't a good thing for her to have those desires to create money and build that empire in her life. So it was an incredible permission-giving process. And what that meant is she's taken some amazing steps in this last month to begin to get herself supported so she can create that empire at a much accelerated pace. Does that sound about right, Michelle? Yeah, especially... Um with that ruler having the permission, one of the questions there is feeling too big for your britches and like the ideas that I have in my mind scaring everybody else around me <laughs> and really being able to recognize that that's normal because I have that inside of me and they don't. And that's okay. Yeah. Good, good. All right. So one of the things that I want everybody to write down right now is this statement. And the statement is, I am becoming the empowered financial leader of my life. So I'll repeat that because I want you to write it down. I am becoming the empowered financial leader of my life. You see, we really do get to create our own universe. We get to create our own life. And each of us has a lot more power than we think we do even if we're giving that power away today, which some of us are, when that's part of our archetype learning, none of us are born with money challenges. It's something that we take on and we pick up somewhere along the way. So um, if you give yourself permission to fully step into a transformational process around money and become empowered in the area of money, then you begin to set yourself free from some of these challenges. And what the archetypes represent are you at your best. That's kind of what Michelle discovered, right? It gave her permission to play to her strengths without apology. 
as entrepreneurs, we're in business to make money, right? This is not a charity. And the calling to be an entrepreneur is not something that everybody has. So the fact that you're in this entrepreneurial path, you're on this journey, is something that is um, good and right for you. And so it's really important for you to see it as the gift that it is for you. And stepping fully into learning what it takes to run your business successfully, to become the CEO, is something that you'll learn to do without apology. You know, we don't want to apologize for being focused on our business. We don't want to be uh, apologize for setting priorities along the way. Um, and that changes. It has lots of ebbs and flows. We don't want to apologize for our pricing. We don't want to apologize for creating money. Because creating money or creating income is an extremely creative process. And so I want to encourage each of you to use that archetype, the your top three archetypes, as you begin to step uh, more fully and completely into your strengths. Become aware of and understand the challenges that are, are natural for you. And then instead of succumbing to the challenges, you know, those fears or their, those doubts, like Michelle said, you know, being too big for your britches, um, or thinking, you know, I can't, or who am I to do this, those kinds of things. Those are the places where we normally get hung up or we stop. Now it's simply a matter of acknowledging those things and then choosing to move through them. And choice is where the power is, always. Choice is where freedom is in everything that we do in life. So all the work that we're doing around money is to be able to provide you with more choice, more freedom. Okay. So um, so let's start with um, the first handout I'm going to work with to, today is your money speedometer. And, um, um, and basically what this is, is each of us is programmed with an internal set point around money that's typically unconscious for us. Um, it's created through our upbringing. It's created through uh, media that we watch, uh, the kinds of people that we hang out with, and many um, other ways we learn about money, typically at a really young age. So kind of the messages that we pick up in our home um, or from important people in our life, that kind of thing. So today's analogy is, is um, I'm going to use the speedometer in your car because it's something that we're all really familiar with. Um, and basically, what um, what the money in your or the speedometer in your car? Most of us have cruise control today in our car, right? So we we're cruising on down the highway. The speed's 55. We set the cruise control for 55, and then we hit a hill. And we start going up that hill, and the gas uh, gauge in your car says, or the cruise control in your car says, you know, oh, I'm set at 55. I'm starting to slow down. I better give myself some gas so I can maintain this speed of 55, right? Then you're cruising along, and now all of a sudden you come to a hill, and you're going down the hill, and the car starts to accelerate, and the cruise control says, nope, this can't happen. I'm only supposed to go 55. So it takes its foot off the gas, and sometimes we put the brakes on, right? So it maintains that speed of 55. Well, the same thing happens to us unconsciously with money. Each of us has a certain amount of income that we're comfortable with. And if we fall below that amount of income, we get uncomfortable. And depending on our level of tolerance or how steep the hill is that, that we just hit, um, will depend on how far we'll go below that level 
before we actually kick the gas back in. And we'll put that gas per foot on the gas, accelerate speed, which when it comes to money means we kick it into gear, we take on new actions, we do whatever it takes to create the amount of money that will get us back to our comfort zone, okay? And then on the flip side of that, you know, we'll often hear and many of us will say that we would like to have more money than what we have today. But typically this is said with a wishful kind of thinking and not a real intent of doing what it takes to create that kind of income. And when there's no real intent, then you don't take the actions, right? You don't have the power to overcome the mindset that has you cruising at 55. So even consciously when we say we want more money, if that more is beyond our comfort level or beyond our set point, we will not do what it takes to create it unless we consciously make some changes. So, uh, for example, if by chance you actually come into more money, um, you will put the brakes on. And what that looks like is some form of self-sabotage. Uh, it could be an unexpected bill that comes in. It could be a catastrophe. It could be a client that disappears. Um, it could be if, that you have a W-2 that you lose. Um, whatever it is, something will happen that looks like outside circumstances. And, and I know life happens. But when lots of things happen at once, at some level, there's a form of self-sabotage going on. Um, and always in these times, um, there's a gift. There's something that you can learn about you and how you handle money that, um, <laughs> my cat sneezing, sorry, and how you handle money um, and how it affects you. So I'll just share with you my um, my story, my set point. So I grew up in Canada and uh, in Ontario, and growing up, um, the message that I always heard was that if you were making six figures, in other words, as I was going through university, when I was looking at getting my first job, um, if you were making six figures, you were really rich. Now, of course, that's not where you start, right? When you get out of school, you start well below that. But if you could climb that ladder or whatever you're going to do, build your business and get to six figures, then you would be rich. And I truly believe that. I moved back to the United States. Um, uh, life circumstances became self-employed. And um, my goal was to be able to get to six figures. And when I got to six figures, um, I was uh, doing great. And then the economy crashed tanked. Um, but before the economy crashed, I grew my business to multiple six figures. But I took my foot off the gas. And what that looked like was I incurred more debt than I should have. I kept my employees longer than I should have during the crash. These were all legitimate things, right? My clients, I was helping them close their doors. I had some people I was helping to declare bankruptcy. There was all kinds of things going on. But what ultimately happened is it took me down below that six-figure line again. So I, I, I went from the multiple six back below the six. And I sat there for a couple months kind of spinning, you know, what happened. Got myself back to the six so I could pay the bill. But you know what got me there? 
was the credit card companies calling me, which was probably the most um, embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me in my life. It was so humbling. But here I was, somebody who knew all this stuff about money, and I was in this pickle. How did this happen? (laughs) Because I knew how to manage it. I knew how to track it. But you have to have the right mindset with it as well to set yourself up to win. And I had not set myself up to win. That was the silver lining in that whole crash process for me, was what were the decisions that I made along the way that were self-sabotaging that took me back below my comfort level, which was that six-figure mark. And now, of course, I'm way past that multiple six-figure, and this year we should hit half a million in my company. But it has taken a very extremely conscious process to break that mindset, to be aware of where I take my foot off the gas and what it looks like for me to put my foot on the gas to hit those new numbers. Okay? So what we're doing with this speedometer today is the first step of all of that, which is getting really clear, just like we're doing with your bookkeeping, right? We're going to get the baseline, where are you today, and where do you want to go? And then we're going to create the plan to close the gap. And this is part of what we're doing in this is is helping you to become aware of what your current money speedometer is and what you would like it to be, and then let's build a plan to get you there. Okay? So let's look at the handout, and there's a little bit of math. It's pretty simple, um, where we're going to figure out for each of you what that dollar amount is. So I want you to be doing this math. If you don't have the handout, you can just do it on a piece of paper. It's fine. And when you get the handout, we can figure it out, okay? So I want you to take the gross amount, and what that means is all of the money that you've brought in prior to any expenses. Okay, and we're gonna I have another tool for you today where we'll work a little bit more with that. But for today, I want you to include everything. You know, these are gifts that you receive. Um if you're married, it's both you and your spouse, or if you have a partner that you share expenses with. Um, if you get refund checks from anything, if you get interest income from anything, uh, if you pick up a penny on the street, this is all of the money that's coming into um, your household uh, for the last 12 months. And we want to look at it. So we're in the month of June now, so you're going to go from um, May of 2013 to June of 2014. We want to look at the past 12 months. And what I'm looking for is by month, you want to determine the five highest months that you received. And then take that those five numbers and add them up and divide them by five. And if you don't have your exact numbers right now, I want you to ballpark this because most of you are pretty clear on what's coming in. And um, uh, and your bookkeeping from this month, of course, you, or this year, you'll be able to see by month. But um, I want you to ballpark it for now just so you have a number to work with. You can always go back and do the math later, okay? When you have those five months added up and then you divide by five, What that's going to give you is what your current money speedometer is. So that's your set point. That dollar amount is um, the average of what your current 
set point is, your highest amount of income that you've made um, in the last year is your current set point. And often this number can be higher than you think um, if you're looking at it. Does anybody have any questions on this or having any thoughts as we're going through this? No questions? Okay, I know this is not a statistically accurate process. For So for those of you that love spreadsheets and all that kind of fun stuff, I just want you to, to stay with me in, in figuring this out today, okay? Because this um, speedometer, what the most important thing is that I want you to get about this particular number is that it represents your past thinking, your past beliefs, your past actions, and your past mindset. And to increase this number, which is what we're doing in this year, you'll need to transform your thinking or your mindset to match a new speedometer number. So if that number is, has been, um, if we uh, has been, let's say, I'm going to just round this up. So if your if your number has been 120,000, that's that's um, your average number is 10,000 a month. Um, or if it's been 5,000 a month um, for 60,000 in the year, then um, everything that you know and everything that you're able to do and everything that you believe about money. That's the level at which it's been able to take you to today. Okay? Now I want you to think about what you want that number to be. How much you want to increase that amount by. And to increase that number, it's going to take some change in your thinking. So when you think about that number, I want you to pick a number that's a stretch, but it's a number that's doable. So we don't want magical thinking, right? We don't want this, oh, I'm going to triple it in six months kind of thing because um, that's not realistic for most of us, all right? We want a number that we can begin to work with to build a plan under to generate the kind of income that you're looking over, looking for over a 12-month period, okay? Um, and that's the number that I want you to put on that next line of how much do you want to increase this to? So something that's a stretch, but something that's still doable, okay? Um, it's something it's something that we could achieve in the next three to six months, all right? And this is, you know, looking at the speedometer is something that I recommend that you only do, you know, twice a year if you're on a fast path of growth, um, once a year if you've been, uh, if you're pretty solid with your numbers and you've been building on growth for quite some time. But be sure it's an actual number and not a percentage. You know, I want to increase my money by 10%. I want you to actually put a number there, okay? And we're looking for a number where you know your basic needs have been met plus, okay? I want a number where when we get there, it will fulfill you um, spiritually. It will fulfill you uh, emotionally. Um, because you're beyond just having your basic needs met in your life, okay? Okay. So if you stay um, in your comfort zone, then we're not going to be able to look at your pricing and get you to charge enough of what you're actually worth. Uh, If you go way too far outside of your comfort zone, then that number is not going to be believable, and if it's too high in the sky, you won't actually make some changes, okay? So your new money speedometer should feel realistic, 
believable and thrilling. It should excite you to get going on it. Okay? All right. Anybody have any questions before we move on to the next sheet? Hey, Sue. Uh-huh. Um, this is Ricardo. Um, can you give an example of somebody that you've worked with that you that you think – would be a good range, you know, like they had they had a number of this a speedometer and they decided this stretch to this, you know, just anything that you can think of that from your experience working with people. Sure. So um, anybody who is in that fifty to sixty thousand dollar range, um, we can typically take you to that six figure range in a twelve month time frame. So a double at that level is not out of the question. And that that may be the thing to look at to challenge each of you is to take whatever that number was and double it. When the numbers get higher, there's a lot more that goes into figuring that out. But I think if, if I think through, you know, each of you should have a number of at least six figures for this year. Right. Because I know we can price you out for that. Okay, great. Okay. Does that help? Yes. Yeah, okay. But if you make it four times the number in a year, that gets a little bit beyond what most people can achieve. Unless you mm-hmm. have something in, in the works that you think is, is um, going to rock something, rock something out. Okay, good question, though. All right, anybody else have a question? Okay, so the next sheet I want to look at is called the money tracking sheet. And this one is um, it's titled Abundance Flowing In. And for those of you who are making, you know, any new kind of money for the first time, um, if you've been stuck at your money speedometer for a long time, um, or if you feel like you've been working really hard, but you don't have the kind of money to show for it that you think you should have for it, this tool is really powerful in helping us to shift our thinking to inspire us into new actions towards that money goal. Okay? And it's something that I use every day. Um, And what's really powerful about this tool is as we're filling it in through the month, how it inspires us to ask better questions, all right? And in in business, that is one thing that we want to get really good at is asking really powerful questions that are always moving us forward, okay? So, um, um, so this allows us to see how much is coming in and when it's coming in during the month. It helps us to keep that income flow in front of us um, which helps us to get a better handle on our cash flow. And income is the side that, you know, what you focus on is what grows and what persists. And that's what we that's part of what this sheet helps us to do. Okay? Yes, we want to manage the expenses. Yes, we want to stay in front of all of that with our plan. That's part of the process too. And as the CEO of your company, this sheet is the number one thing for you to be focusing on every day. Okay? So here's how the sheet works. Um, it all counts, all right? Don't try and complicate the sheet. This is basically tracking money from 
every source, and includes everything, just like we covered before, from you know gifts, uh, income, uh, and this is this is money hitting the bank, okay? Money hitting your household, um, including the dime you pick up on the street, okay? I want what it helps you to become aware of is what is coming into you, so that now you know all the parts and pieces that you're managing as you're going along, okay? Um, and it's that simple, right? It's don't question anything, don't uh, qualify anything because this is the gross amount. So if it's a paycheck, right, it's the top line of your paycheck, not the bottom line after all your deductions. Um, but it's it's everything that's there. Uh, I know for myself, um, who was single for a very, very, very long time, um, when I had a partner to begin to think through this with, including his money in my picture, was really difficult for me. Because I didn't want to count on it. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to. There was <laughs> so I had all kinds of issues with that. That was part of my learning, my growing. Um, for some of you, that may be an opportunity for you to begin to have new conversations in your household, right? Of whose money counts and how it counts and how you use it and all that kind of good stuff. Because the bottom line is, it all counts, right? So we want to be tracking everything that comes in before any expenses. And then the second rule is every day you have to fill out the line. All right? So as you're probably aware, there are going to be some days on here where that line is zero. And every time you write that zero, let that process inspire you to make new decisions, to think of new actions you can take. Um, this helps inform how you're going to spend your time every day. Because when you put that zero on the line, it's kind of like, oh. And it begs the question of, what would I have to have done? Or how could I have done things differently for that not to have been a zero today? Right? And that is um, how we get really, really clear on the value of our time and what it is that we're doing every day. Okay? So let that inspire you. And then at the end of the month, you'll have a total there. And in a few months, I'm going to give you a different sheet that's going to have some more stuff on it. But for today, what I want you to get in the habit of is being conscious on a daily basis of every dime that's coming into your home. Okay? so that you have a sense of what's coming from where and in what quantities on what days, all right? So that's that sheet. Any questions on this one? I have a question, Deborah. So, okay. you know, when with the way we are taught to do our, um, group, our programs, you know, people, a, a chunk of money will come in at the beginning of the month that covers that person for the whole month. So if a whole bunch of people are signed up all on the first, you just put all that in for the first, right? You don't spread out like the person pays for a whole month at a time, right? And it comes in automatically on the beginning of the month. So that's just the money that came in on that first day, right? That's correct. Yeah. And that's a great question, Devorah, because what you're asking me is even though that money is for the whole month, in other words, it needs to cover the cash flow requirements of your home for the whole month, it only comes in once. And that's pretty typical 
And so um, when we're looking at and planning for um, cash flow as you begin to branch into more and different um, offerings in your business, we'll look at how does that get set up. You know, there may be some things that you would rather they get built on the 15th instead of the 1st. There may be some things that you want build on, um, you know, every Monday on, instead of um, a certain day of the month, um, that kind of thing. And that's where, uh, again, we're going to get really clear on your particular cash flow in your situation and what's coming in and what can, can shifts can we make in order for that to be a better process for you. Okay. okay. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Great question. Um, anybody else have any questions? Okay. We'll move on to our third handout. And this one is called your warrior line. And um, this is a money principle. Uh, Monica had asked me for a list of money principles. What were some um, guidelines that she could begin to think about her money in? And my response to her was, well, they're very individualized and they really depend on your archetypes. And she said, well, okay, I understand that and... What's important to me is that um, I have some frameworks to begin to think in because I don't even know the questions to ask. So it was, it was a brilliant question, actually. So I'm beginning to compile a list of things to think about. But your warrior line is one of those things. And it's a, um, it's a really important thing that affects our mindset in a huge way. So... Um, how many of you have ever paid, you know, like a fee to your bank because your account dipped below a certain level? Like I know I used to bank with Wells Fargo years ago, and you had to have um, you had to have a savings account, and a checking account, and you had to put money in that savings account with an automatic transfer every month, or they would charge you a fee. <laughs> now, conceptually, I understand what they're doing, but um, what really made me angry was if that transfer didn't happen in a month and they charged me a fee. Because I get to drive my money, not them. And But this was their rule of how you had to have a checking account if you wanted a free checking account, right? Or how many of you have ever had a, a, a check returned and they charge you an insane amount of money to have a check returned? And again, conceptually, I know what they're doing, right? They don't want you to bounce checks because it creates a lot of chaos for everybody involved. And so they want to make it hurt so you don't do it again, right? Well, if you've ever paid those kinds of things, um, and you're like me, it probably really ticked you off. <laughs> and you want to think about, you know, like to me, it felt like they were really gouging because sometimes things happen that... Um, uh, wasn't even your mistake. Like, let's say they made a mistake, and then all of a sudden these fees are showing up. And, and anyways, I, there's so many things I could tell you about banking that <laughs> I could go on for days. And there are ways to use banks for your advantages, and there are ways that banks really hold a lot of people over the barrel, um, which is just it's something that I'm very passionate about um, and on a mission to change. But uh, this process that we're going to talk about today is something that will set you up to win so something like that never affects you again. 
But more importantly, it's going to set you up to win from a mindset standpoint so that um, you are always feeling in a place that you are in the driver's seat of what's happening in your personal household um, instead of always being behind the eight ball. And um, it will put you in, it's a habit. It's a habit of paying yourself first. And this is a baseline place to begin to build this habit. Once we get this habit built, then we'll talk about ways on how to increase this in wealth building and, and a bigger picture. But for today, what I want you to think about is um, um, I want you to think of this practice as something of a smart money management practice that protects you, okay? And this is called your warrior line. You can do this for every account that you have. Um, uh, you probably have an account for your business and you probably have an account for your personal life. Um, if you have one account that covers both, that's okay. You're just going to, when you're thinking about what your warrior line is, which we're going to walk through here in a minute, um, I want you to keep both those pieces. Whatever you're using that account for from an expense management side is what you're going to think about this from. So first we're going to establish your beginning warrior line. And this is, um, and then we'll establish our ultimate line, and we'll walk through both of those today, okay? But what's most important here is that you get really honest about what the number of this line is, okay? And this, again, is a reason that we have bookkeeping, because we think we know what our expenses are. But when we actually have bookkeeping, we truly see what our expenses are. So we can see the full monthly expenditures instead of the stories that we tell ourselves. Okay, that's what, one of the reasons why bookkeeping is so important for us. But for now, what I want you to do today is just to calculate this in your mind because most of us have a, a feeling of what our, our major fixed expenses are. Okay, so I want you to think about and add up all the expenses that you pay on a weekly basis throughout the month. So, for instance, in the first week of the month, for most of us, our rent is due or our mortgage is due. Um, but then in the 15th of the month, our car payment is due or, you know, our utilities are due or something like that. But I want you to think through your month on a weekly basis from your expenditures, okay? And then I want you to add up those expenditures from the week. And we're going to, this weekly process is something that's important, and we're going to cover that more in um, future calls as we're getting a little clearer on cash flow, and you guys have a little bit more um, uh, experience under your belt with your bookkeeping, okay? Um, but I want you to add up all those expenses for the week, and I want you to think about which is the highest week of the month. So typically for most of us, that's when our, our mortgage or our rent is due, okay? So if you think about the first week of the month um, and your mortgage is $2,000, then um, that's what your initial warrior line is going to be. Your beginning warrior line is going to be the highest expense week of your month. Does that make sense? guys are yeah. so quiet today. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And so what we're going to do 
is we want to make sure that we have in our bank account that amount of money at all times, okay? Now, I know that building this amount of money up is not something that's going to happen overnight, okay? So even if for today, you're, um, as you begin to build this warrior line, it's $10 a week that you're sticking, that you're leaving in your bank account. It never comes out, okay? And I know somebody's going, oh, but you know, you only get 2% interest in your bank account. I don't care. That's, I want you to put this amount of money in your bank account and leave it there until such time that you have built this initial warrior line in place, okay? And you're just going to have to trust me in this process because as you build this number, it's going to have a huge effect on your mindset, okay? So um, so what that ultimately means in our little scenario here of if your mortgage is $2,000, on that first week of the month, there's going to come a day when you actually have $4,000 in your bank account on that first week. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So you want to do this for both your business and your personal account, okay? And remember, this isn't going to happen overnight, but this is a shift that you're going to feel as you begin to take care of yourself in this manner. And this is um, the number one rule of wealth building as you pay yourself first. And I know we have all heard that over and over and over, and most of us don't know what it looks like to do that because we feel like we're always behind the eight ball and there's all these expenses coming in that we have to stay in front of. So this is a habit that to begin to develop. And as soon as you have that initial warrior line in place, then we're going to build on that habit, okay? But um, when you have this, your sense of security, your sense of being in the driver's seat, your sense of um, having options available to you are going to um, increase immensely. So um, Shanda Sumter, who is uh, one of my mentors, who's a mentor for a number of you in this group, um, you know how she says that as you reach another level of of, um, revenue, another level of income, little doors open up in your mind and all of a sudden you can see new possibilities and new options that you never could see before. This process is what will help to open those little doors. Okay? It's in the, and you won't you won't understand that until you actually do it. So you're just going to have to begin the process and I want you to pick a number. Like I said, I don't care if it's 10 bucks. I want you just to pick a number that you're going to leave in your bank account every week or every month until such time that you have hit this initial warrior line, okay? Um, Yep. So can you take that amount and maybe just put it like in a savings account so it's in a different place to, you know what I mean, so that you, okay, that's over there, it's gone. (laughs) It's gone, yeah. That is definitely something you can do. Um, and there's a reason you're wanting to do that, which we'll work on too. That's part of this whole archetypes process, and, and I know we haven't had a chance yet to um, finish that with you, Devorah. Um, right. But that it's definitely something that you can do today. And so basically what Devorah is asking is, what is a system that I can put in place for myself to set me up to win? 
so that I really get this done because it's important to me to get this done. So the system that she's looking at is I'm going to stick that in a separate bank account so I don't even think about it anymore. And for today, that's probably a really good system for you. So let's start there. Okay? Thanks. Yep. Anybody else have a question like that? That's a good, great question, Devorah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Now what I want to do is look at that next section, which is the ultimate warrior line. And um, and that ultimate warrior line um, is where you're going to create an amount equal to your entire month's expenses. Now I know for today that might seem way overwhelming, so I just I don't even want you to worry about it. But what I do want you to know is I want you to know what that number is. Okay, I want you to know what it costs in order for your home to operate for a month, in order for your business to operate for a month. If you have multiple businesses, you want to do that for each business. Okay, um, and here's why: because eventually we will develop that warrior line to cover the entire month's expenses. And if you're into investing or you get into investing. You know, the warrior line in investing, the good rule of thumb for that is six months. We want to have six months of reserves for any investing, especially if you're playing in the game of real estate. Okay? So there's there's different times, different places, different reasons where and why and how we set these warrior lines. But the most important part is the practice. It's It's to begin to develop it and then to actually make it happen. Okay? Because when we have those basics handled, um, life opens up for us in a much different way. So like for me, um, a warrior line in my business is I want to make sure that I'm in front of my payroll. I never want to be behind my payroll, right? Because it's not okay not to have payroll. I mean, if you have ever had a job, can you imagine if your employer didn't write your paycheck one week? Oh, sorry, I didn't have it. And yet, as an entrepreneur, we do that to ourselves all the time. All the time. I mean, all the way to the degree that some people are actually running a charity and taking care of absolutely everybody and not themselves. All right? That's what I did when I kept my employees too long. Right? I put myself in debt and made their payroll. Not okay. That was a money principle. That was a gift. That was a big aha for me. Never will happen again. Okay? So this is something that's going to set you up to win uh, many different levels going forward for a really long time as you're mastering this game called being a CEO of your company and building your own personal wealth. Okay? Um, now, let's take this into the archetype conversation a little bit. So if... Um, uh, so for me, one of my top archetypes is the accumulator. It's my inner banker. It's that that part of me that loves to save and manage and, and deal with money, right? Um, my accumulator loves warrior lines because that is what makes me happy. That's what makes me feel fulfilled. That, that's what makes me feel like my life is just kind of sailing on. Now, if I have romantic or celebrity in my top archetypes, I'm going to see that warrior line and go, oh, well, maybe I could just use it today for something else, right? Because that's what makes you happy. 
So what we have to do for you is we have to first get this warrior line handled, and then we have to build your plague account because you always have to have that to have life feel good and right for you. And there is no right or wrong to any of this. It just is. Okay? So you get to have both. We just need to get it set up and have it in place for you so that everything flows smoothly for you. All right? Make sense? So I don't want I don't want anybody to go, oh well, I because I don't have this warrior line or building this warrior line is a challenge. Yes, for some archetypes building this warrior line is going to be harder. That's why we put a system in place. Just like Devora asked, what's a good system for me? Um I'm gonna guess Devora, probably one of your higher archetypes is um more on the the um celebrity or romantic level of, of living life to its fullest. Okay? <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. All this is is just setting a system in place to support you to have both. Okay? Um, Okay, so um, was this helpful today? um, Does this give you some good things to work with? Yeah, totally. It really does. Oh, good. Good, good. And now if you have questions as you begin to put it into play, I want you to post those questions out in the Facebook group, Okay. Um, because my guess is if you're asking the question about how to use this, somebody else has that same question. All right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the other thing I want to encourage you guys to do is to um, um, post your wins out on Facebook with each other. Because, um, like I know for myself, I live in this little podunk town in Montana. And I don't have a lot of um, aspiring entrepreneurs around me. So building, having others that I can have these kind of conversations with is really important to me. And I'm, I'm going to guess that you guys may be finding yourself in a similar situation of, you know, who in my circle is building a business and they're in the beginning stages and how do we get this to rock and roll? Um, or, oh my gosh, this whole thing worked for me. What a great aha. It kind of it, it it'll help to give one another more permission to step more fully into this game called being the CEO of your company. Because it's a lot. It's a lot to take it on. Um there are some amazing rewards from this that you will experience as you take it on. And you're taking some big steps. It it gets scary at times. We all go through all our self doubt. Um, all that part process, okay? So it's really important that you um, support one another in this Facebook group as you're moving through some of these kinds of things today, okay? Um, all right. Anybody have any can answer for you? Here with Julie. I have one that may need more elaboration, like in our time together or the Facebook group. But basically, and those of you who are in marketing mastery saw me talk about this a little bit, but um, I, like, have all these great ideas about lead generation, but Shanda really wants me to stick to the plan of mastering um, my call to action, which is not going so well right now. And, um, like, I know how to create leads. I just am very reluctant to stick to the way that Shanda wants me to because it's a lot harder for me. But I want to master it. And 
so I have fears around um, like insecurity about money flowing in because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be doing this new thing that requires practice that might mean money not flowing in, and I know how to generate money. So it's just like cross current and like this resistance that comes up for me. Does that make sense? It does. So, so part of what Julie's asking about is um, she's involved in a program, uh, marketing mastery, where she's learning a lot of ways to um, generate leads, so that she has clients to talk to, um, to be able to uh, see if it's a good fit for them to buy her services. What's happening, and Julie, so correct me if I didn't catch this right, is that. Mm-hmm. Generating the leads is not a problem for for Julie. So finding people to talk to is not the issue. The issue is converting it to a sale. And that sale then means that money is flowing in in new and different ways. So on our our money tracking sheet, right, she's going to start to see these numbers coming in and go, oh, that's beyond my speedometer. (laughs) And she'll take her foot off the gas, which means she's not Mm going to master um, the art of converting these leads into purchasing customers. So um, uh, that's a great question, Julie. Part of my um, response to that is that when we do your archetypes, so this is important Mm -hmm. for everybody, is for you to look at your archetype and understand where is it that you're comfortable in receiving money and where is it that you're not. Where is it that you're... um, that what comes up for you. So we'll go back to um, Michelle's challenge, right? One of Michelle's top, mm-hmm. ar- top archetypes is um, the ruler. And yet she had other messages that was telling her to generate this kind of money was not a good and right and healthy thing that she had learned over time through growing up. And we all have that. That's part of what mm-hmm. the speedometer is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in knowing that... It, it by default inherent to who she is as a ruler that it's a drive that she has to create more money. It's a drive that she has to create a space where she gets to make money and everybody gets to make money as well and everybody wins. That drive is a good and right thing because it's part of who she is. Now she can step into receiving that money and not feel bad about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so we'll walk through a process with, as you understand your archetypes, and I'll be be able to better help you figure out where that block is in receiving the money. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I look forward to that. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, looking forward to that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right, good. All right, any other questions? We're, we're kind of hitting our, our time um, This today. is Trista. Hi, Trista. Hi. Um we Rick and I are listening to your call, and um, we're just hearing you talk a lot about the archetypes, and we're wondering, is that uh, was that from a previous call that we might not have heard yet, or is this nope. something that we're going to be talking about on a private call with you? It's something that we'll be going over in a private call. Oh, okay, um, great. Um, yeah, as soon as we get your baseline in place, um, so Trista and Ricardo are our newest um, members of the CEO club. And as soon as we get that baseline in place, we're going to set an appointment and walk through all of that. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's do this. Um, I have a quick okay. question. 
so I can make it quick. I have a call in a half hour for a client that wants to work with me on a one-on-one session instead of the group, and she wants to start soon. And my biggest fear that keeps coming up is that if I have one price and I'm offering her a discount and a bonus, that what if she says, even though your email was so perfect and helpful, I'm panicking that I'll go, well, we'll do it for half again. We'll do it for half this time. Okay. So for you, Judy, I want you to look at what your top archetypes are. And I want you to look at where the power is for you in receiving money. Okay? Because what this fear is that you're coming up against is your own fear around getting paid what you're worth. Yeah. Yeah. So look at your archetypes. One of the things that there's a list of empowering words in your top archetypes. I want you to find a word in that list from your top archetype that helps you stand in your power of the value that you deliver to your client. Okay? And I want you to focus on that word, write it down, paste it over your phone um, as you're talking to this individual. And then have the call be about them and not about your fears. Okay? Okay. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. My pleasure. All right. I know we're over our time. So if you have um, more questions, please put them in the Facebook group, and I will make sure I answer them. And um, um, and then, of course, you know, if you have uh, specific questions about your personal situation, then email me, and I will get back to you on that as well. Okay? Thank you. All right. You guys are doing great. Um, Keep up the good work. Uh, Hugs to all of you, and um, we will talk soon. Thanks, Sue. Have a great day. All right, you you too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.